or with my theme, faith matters. Who believes that faith matters? Faith matters. And that's what we always read in Hebrews chapter 11. And so it's the verse uh, 29. And later on, and then also 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the verses went 1 to 6. Hebrews eleven twenty nine, By faith they passed through the Red Sea as though they were passing through dry land. And the Egyptians, when they attempted it, were drowned. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 1 to verse 6. For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all ate the same spiritual food, uh, food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. They, for they were drinking from the spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for they were laid down in the wilderness. Now, these things happened as example for us so that we would not crave evil things as they crave. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. It's a day you have made, Lord. I thank you for my dear brothers and sisters and everyone who is here. I pray, Lord that you will bless your word. We thank you for your word. It's the truth, heaven and earth. So you said, Lord Jesus, will pass away, but my word will never pass away. And thank you, Lord, in these times we are living, we have one thing that is for sure, for sure, Lord, that is the word of God. And Lord, this word of God is like a rock and a light on our path. I thank you. I pray, give grace to speak your word. Give grace to listen to your word too. And also give grace, Lord, I pray, for acting up on your word in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Old Testament Events are enlightened, therefore, to enlighten New Testament doctrines. We see here, baptism we are going to have is a New Testament baptism. Jesus said very clearly, and we read it there in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, and Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, 
and make disciples of all the nations. Now listen, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all, I, or to observe all I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now Paul wrote, and as I read already the scripture in 1 Corinthians, and he gives us a clear understanding what actually baptism means. We are going to have a baptism this morning. Have you realized that already? Yeah? And everybody who came for this especially welcome. And may the Lord bless you if you never have seen these things, never have heard about it. It is so important. Jesus said, he who believes and, and what? Comes to church? And be baptized, shall be saved. Baptism is very close link to our faith. If you have got no faith in Jesus Christ, don't worry to be baptized. Baptized wouldn't, baptism wouldn't in any way help you. Even if you would be baptized every day anew, it wouldn't need in, in any way uh, or would help you in any way. One thing is important, believe in Jesus Christ and be baptized. These are the words of Jesus. I can't change them. No church can change them. Although it's been changed throughout the centuries, you know, in some churches, they've started to baptize children, you know, and thought, well, they are now secure. No. And even if you have, as a child, been baptized many times, they only do it once, I know. I've been baptized or sprinkled as a little boy. My parents were Lutherans, and it was normal so, but my parents got to know Jesus Christ later on. And they got baptized. I got baptized when I gave my life to Jesus. I was 14 years when I was baptized, and I gave my life to the Lord when I was 13. And I remember I was handing out tracts and inviting for church services or tent meetings, and uh, there was a lady there, and she looked down to me and said, and I said, well, yes, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 13 years because I was a sinner. She said, you? You, you were not a sinner, but 14 years or 12 years. I was. I was sinful enough that Jesus had to save me then when I was 30 years old. And I got baptized when I was 14. Because I thought I was, well, you're still doing some mistakes, Werner. And especially in the age of uh, 13 to 14, you know, and then I thought, no, no, I'm not perfect yet. No, if you believe, then you must be baptized. Not if you're perfect. No, if you believe, and that's what Jesus says very clearly. Israel was called by God, my firstborn. And we see it here clearly. Israel had to be redeemed 
And every firstborn had to be redeemed according to the Jewish law. Because if they were not redeemed, then there were no use to be used. Even a donkey, if he would not have been redeemed, as it has been written in the law, he was no use. You couldn't use it. And that's why when Jesus sent out the disciples to bring him a donkey, what do we read there? And they, they loosened it, not only with the, uh, from that he was tied onto, no, loosened it. There was also the thought in it. Everybody, every firstborn needed to be loosened. And that has been set free from because all the firstborn, born by men, you know, should be redeemed to God. And that's why on the Passover night, there was the blood of the Lamb. And that was the important thing. All the firstborn in Israel needed to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And that's why God said to Moses, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, then I will pass over. Because God knew then this Israel family was obedient and they redeemed the firstborn. And there was no redemption of the firstborn. All the firstborn in the houses of the Egyptians died. But none of Israel's firstborn died. They all were redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And that's important. Nothing can save our soul from eternal death. That's so important to understand but the blood of Jesus. And we read here in Exodus, yes, I quoted that already, I don't have to read it again. Uh, Nothing can save us from eternal death but the blood of the Lamb. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, and the Apostle John says there clearly, but if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light. We have what? Fellowship with one another. And now listen, there's a wonderful word, wonderful sentence. And if we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin, hallelujah, Fellowship is important for every Christian, every born-again Christian. You need fellowship. Oh, I heard many people, oh, I belong to the universal church. Have you heard anything or any advertisements for or inventions or inventations for the universal church? No. Where is the universal church? Where do they have Every Sunday morning they're meeting. Anybody can tell me? Unless there's a local church. And that's what Jesus said very clearly. And what the apostle practiced clearly. 3,000 souls came on the day of Pentecost to Jesus. 
And then we read, and they were continually in the word, in fellowship, and in breaking of bread, yes. And we see clear, there was a continuous going on into the fellowship where they were in Jerusalem. We see clear also the church of Jesus Christ is local as well. And that's important to understand. Jesus is not only for there to save us from our sins, but also he gave us that we should be free from the power of sin. That's why we read Israel shouldn't stay in Egypt or in Goshen. Pharaoh had a, an idea, you, you can serve your God here. And you don't have to go out. You don't have to move our, away from here. And what did Moses and Aaron say? No. No. We want to serve God. And he said, at least three days journey away from here, we will serve God there. And, you know, if they, they knew exactly, and that's what uh, Moses said, but if we would bring sacrifices to our God here in Egypt, the Egyptians will hate us, and there will be a kind of revolution or whatever. Now we will go out where God has called we must move out from Egyptian. And baptism is also a very important thing. Baptism is not just to be dipped into the water. Some people say, oh, well, I took the plunge. Don't take the plunge. Get baptized. Is there a difference, Pastor Jack, Gary? Oh, but 100%. Get baptized. And Paul spoke clearly about it, what it means, going out of Egypt. Not just, oh, I believe in Jesus and keep going your sinful way. You go to hell even with baptism. It wouldn't help anyone, anyone, come out of the world. Come out of Egypt. And that's what Paul said there in chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians. All they were under the cloud. They all went through the sea. And they all were baptized in Moses and the cloud. But with many he didn't have any pleasure. They were not pleasing to God. Why not? Why not? They did all the things. They were under the cloud of Moses, they went through the sea. But on many he had no pleasure. Why not? They were not continuing and they were lusting after other things. And that's why they were laid low. They died in the wilderness. Do you get this? unless you have really, really broken in your heart with sin, 
I hate sin and the things I did formerly. I no longer do them because I've been set free by the blood of the Lamb. And I have got power through Jesus Christ over sin. That means that's a new life. Hallelujah. I no longer live my old life. Paul says, I no longer live for but Christ who lives with in me. Hallelujah. And important what the apostles said there. Now, Pharaoh recognized something when Israel was gone. What is going to happen with our economy? You know, the slaves in Israel or in Egypt, they were making the economy. Think of Joseph. He saved a whole nation. And think about all that being built by the slaves of Pharaoh. These were the uh, Hebrews. What's going to happen now? And he reconsidered. And this first verse is perhaps something so-called predestination preachers, they say, well, God hardened his heart. It was not Pharaoh's fault that he didn't let him go. Wrong. God is never wrong. Even if it says there, he hardened Pharaoh's heart. But many times, and you can read it, in all these ten plagues God sent upon Egypt, after each plague. Pharaoh had the chance to turn around and acknowledge the God of Israel is real. Is real. And we must understand very clearly Pharaoh knew now these things are gone. Our welfare in Egypt is gone. Who should make now the bricks? The brick makers and perhaps brick layers were all gone. And then he said, I will go after them. And we see here, God said clearly that they should go and leave Egypt. Now, even John Calvin wouldn't understand this either in his teachings. But God makes no mistake, amen? He makes no mistake, and God never, ever made a mistake. People say, well, God forced him to that. He hardened Pharaoh's heart. No, Pharaoh's heart was hardened over the, all the ten plagues, over and over again. He didn't bow before the God of Israel. Let's understand, God has given everybody a free will. And if you don't act according to free will and the word of God, I tell you, you have no salvation. The thing was happening. They were there at the sea. And 
Pharaoh and all his army came chasing them. The situation might perhaps be that way. They were just in front of the sea, the Red Sea. Actually, the Reed Sea. You know why it's been called Red Sea? Not the water was red, now. There were reeds, as we say in German, Schilfmeer. That means reeds. You know what reeds are? You know, for a roof sometimes. But they were there. On the left side and right side, there were high mountains, rocky mountains. And they heard behind them the rattling of the army of Pharaoh. What should we do now? And Israel, they said, well, Moses, didn't we have enough graves in Egypt that we should have died there? Why did you bring us here? I, would, I tell you, I wouldn't be like to be in Moses' situation with people like that putting up. Peter, I tell you what, that is not, not easy. But he said, you should, should see something. But Moses said to the people, Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. But Moses said to the people, do not fear, stand by. Stand by and see what? See what? The salvation, not only the blood by which they had been redeemed and being set free, that the firstborn were now able to serve God. But here he puts this word clear. Now you should see what? The salvation of God. Now they went through, and that was the plan of God, to go through the sea. And that's a picture of baptism. It's a picture of baptism. Baptism belongs to salvation. Should I say it again? Baptism belongs to salvation. And if any church does not practice baptism, believers' baptism, talk with them. And when they are before God and the throne of God, God will sort everything out, I tell you. God will not go back on his word. When he says something, it is so, hallelujah. No matter whether we understand it or not, it's so important that we think to think in the ways of God. When God says something, then it is so. Hallelujah. It is so. And God said, now you should watch the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For these Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again for, for what? Forever. With this, this uh, Egyptian, it is finished. You will never see them again. And perhaps some of these Israelites, they thought, oh, that would be wonderful. 
because while they were still in Goshen, they had to think about, oh, it's a new day, and we have to work again. And these Egyptians are there with their bip, you know, and if they were a little bit slow in work, they whipped into them. And he said here, you will, these Egyptians you see today, you will never, ever see again. Amen? That's salvation. That's salvation. Any Christian who calls himself a Christian and is always struggling, struggling with the same sin, have you really broken with sin in your heart? Have you really broken with sin in your heart? And that's important. I don't call it water baptism. I rather call it believer's baptism. Water doesn't save, Luther said. Water doesn't save, but the faith in Jesus Christ. That's why he, when he translated this verse, that by faith we have been saved. Not by any word. Water doesn't save. But we see here, it belongs to our salvation, to our redemption, as we read it here clear. Now, all these Egyptians were drowned as Moses sang in his song. You know, Moses was actually also a song writer. Yeah? Did you know that? And his sister, oh, she was musical. Miriam, you know, what instrument did she play? Anybody knows it? The tambourine. And she was singing. And now listen what Moses wrote. This is a song he wrote, and the song of Moses is here. Exodus 15, verse 10. You blew with your wind and the sea, cover them. And now I understand the scripture. I experienced this many times. They sang what? Like? They sang like what? A cork? No, what does it say there? They sang like lead into the sea. When I was a young pastor, we lived in Ostfriesland, that is close to the Dutch border, and uh, there were, there's a river, and that river is called Ems, it's between Holland and Germany. And I went sometimes there and uh, fished. So, especially eels. I know you Australians, you think, can you eat an eel? Oh, you have got no idea. They taste good if you smoke them. Oh, I tell you what. And so sometimes the eel went away, you know, and we had a lead on the line. And this lead was for holding the thing down so that the fish could come. And especially, I was waiting for eels. If you don't like them, give them to me. I like them. But I eat them. 
Now, sometimes I lost my lead or sinker being called. Now, next time when I came, what was then? Did you expect that a sinker would float on top of the water, ready for me to take it? No. It was down in the bottom of the river. It was down. And Moses said, you sank them, or they sank, like let into the great sea. That means you will never see the let that's been sunk into the water. It stays there, stays there. And that's what I learned. Now all your sinful things that have been brought to the Lord and you took off like lead. They have been sunk into the water. Hallelujah. That's why it's important that you say, no longer it's I who live it, but Christ who lives in me. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. My sinful life is like lead in the bottom of the sea. And when Pharaoh saw this, that the sea was divided, I remember that as a child. I went to Sunday school too. And you know what I liked the best? Was, was the, sea, the, the seeds from the sea, Gennesaret, and from the Red Sea, you know. And it was so wonderful. We had pictures then in the Sunday school. And I looked, the walls of water left and right. And Israel was walking through. And on the other side, Moses lifted up his rod or his staff again. And he said, you, you blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead into the mighty waters. I experienced many times, lead doesn't float. And if you really being born again, and faith in Jesus Christ that your sins have been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Don't allow the let coming up, the sinful old lifestyle. Don't let it allow to come up. I have been dead or died with Christ. It's no longer I that live it, but Christ who lives in me. Hallelujah. The victory was Israel. And I could imagine because all the Egyptians who were following and pursuing Israel in order to get them back into the sin. When you've been baptized, my dear Josh, listen. You have got nothing to do with your old sinful life anymore. Amen? Amen. But the Egyptians were still lying. They have been swamped to the shore. And I could imagine this. There they lied. 
They were dead. No word, no words, nothing to fear about these guys. And I tell you what, that's what I think. When the last little wave, have you ever been on the seashore? There are little waves coming and running out. And when the last little waves were leaping over the dead bodies of these Egyptians, that was it. No more slavery, no more old life, no more the old things. I am with Christ risen into the newness of life. Hallelujah. And that's what is important. Jesus has given us new life. Are you living in new life? Those who have been baptized, how many are here who have been baptized? Hallelujah. Are you living in a new life? Brother Eddie, amen, yes, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. God wants to have joy with his children. Walk in the newness of life. May the Lord bless each and everyone. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank the Lord for your word. Whom you redeem, O Lord, he is really, really redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. No longer the old life. Lord, we have a new life in Jesus, in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, also that if there is anyone, Lord, not knowing you, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will work in their heart and let them understand not by any effort we have done, we can be saved, but by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I think Pastor Gary is getting ready